0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get set for a big midweek in the Scottish Premiership. Philippe Clement says Rangers' injury problem is the biggest puzzle he's ever seen, with Nico Raskin the latest player to miss out. Paulo Bernardo is hoping to emulate Jota's success at Celtic having moved from Benfica. Is he the one to come in and replace Rayo Hatate? And of course it's a busy night tomorrow but it begins tonight in the top flight with Hibs taking on Ross County. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me is Simon Donnelly and Gordon DL. <laughs> He's going to have to come back. <laughs> this doesn't really work on radio now that you two are on the live stream with your Halloween masks on. So somebody's going to have to take that off and come actually in and speak to this microphone, Simon Donnelly. It's very uh, warm under the Lots to look forward, you can, lots to look forward to in the Premiership and beyond at the moment. <coughs> Yes, another uh, game tonight uh, at Easter Road. Uh, Hibs obviously got a, a decent point against Celtic at the weekend, a big improvement from the week before. And they'll be looking to take that into the game tonight. Ross County at the weekend will probably be ruined, giving away the two points at the end, you know, with Motherwell coming back from 3-1. So another big game. Yeah, looking forward to it. You're going to have to take that, mic off, <laughs> uh, that mask off. <laughs> it's an improvement. That's your best have a look. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> What's why I'm under it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, good fixture list. A lot of important games um, after the weekend there. Uh, good weekend for Rangers, obviously closing that gap to Celtic. Um, they had to work very hard for it, you've got to say. Uh, and other teams below, um, really looking for results, Gordon. And St Johnston, looking for more than results, looking for a new manager. 0141 That is the number you need. So give us a call right now, please. The more you phone, the less time I need to sit and look at these two wearing their Halloween masks. So if you could get in touch right now, please, that would be lovely. Uh, you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. It is a busy midweek, so let's get stuck into building up to uh, those games. Rangers fans, Philippe Clement <coughs> speaking today again bemoaning the injury situation at the club. Says it's one of the biggest puzzles he's ever faced as a manager. Again, he seems to be suggesting that the players are not fit enough or not in good enough shape. What do you what do you make of all that? What's your reading of that situation? Nicholas Raskin's the latest player. Uh, to be facing some time out of the first team as well. So pick up the phone and let us know all your thoughts on that. Celtic fans, we're going to hear from Paolo uh, Bernardo. And I wonder then, linking into the news we brought you last night about Rio Hitati's injury, who do you want to replace Rio Hitati for the next couple of months? Who's the main one that's going to come in and take his place? Is it Paolo Bernardo? Is it David Turnbull? Do you want to see home brought back in? No, he had been involved and then kind of dropped out. Is he the one? Is it Iwata? Is it someone else? Who is going to solve your real Hatati problem? 01419511025. Um, I do actually got some breaking news for you tonight as well. Uh, Livingston have just put out a statement saying they've rejected St Johnston's approach to speak to David Martindale. It's got an interesting one. Both teams in that division, in the same division, of course. So a bit of a, a tug of war for David Martindale's services. But it looks like, unless something changes, he'll be staying where he is. Uh, so you could get your thoughts in on that as well. 01419511025. Games tonight, games tomorrow night. What is not to like? Pick up the phone, please. It's an interesting one, just as we yeah. came on here. <coughs> I saw a statement 
David Martindale And I couldn't get it to load And it was stressing me out Has he left? Has he resigned? Um, it's it's, a, it's a, a bit in the middle He's wanted mm. by St Johnson But no, say Livingston Yeah, it's a, I'd noticed it earlier on somewhere On, on social media uh, He's obviously did a fantastic job at Livingston Over the years Keeping them in that division Time and time again uh, against everybody else's, you know, thoughts, thinking Livy would be the one to go. They always seem, they always seem to survive. Another good club, St John's. I was there a year. I feel for Steve McLean, you know, really difficult job there to go in. Just could not get the results in, in this current climate and today's game. You know, that ultimately results in you losing your job. Yeah, I'm not surprised. They've they've looked at David. He's done such a great job at uh, Livingston. You just wonder, um, would that be the right move for him? He's um, very well thought of at Livingston. I think St Johnston, it's a very, very good club. Of course it is. You know, the achievements under Callum Davidson, uh, winning the cup double. Um, but just now, it's a very difficult job. And I think David would look at that situation. Um, is it a new challenge? That could come under... Um, the the opinion of it, but I just think that David Martindale is more suited to Livingston than what he'd be at St Johnston. You know, it's funny though because we we always are led to believe that David Martindale, you know, he, he's got full control of everything at Livingston. So did David Martindale reject David Martindale's permission <laughs> yeah. to speak to? Yeah, he got the letter in to and speak had to a, St Johnston. He, he looked in the mirror said. and he thought, "What did you think? Oh, I'm not too sure." Um, and then I and think then he, he doesn't rejected. have a decision to make. Just say the club of. <laughs> Knocked it back. I think that's where the difficulty will lie with David. David has a massive see. We all know that in Livingston. He's been there such a long time. He's built the club. Let's be honest about it. He's worked very, very hard to get the club to where they are. Um, David Martindale, to me, Gordon, is suited to Livingston. I know that years, there's time that you can go in football management, have a change, different scenery, different players, different objectives. But I don't see David Martindale leaving Livingston to go to St Johnston. What do you make of that? Whether you're a Livingston fan, a St Johnston fan, or just someone that's interested, it'd be nice to get your thoughts on that. Something a bit different for us uh, on a Tuesday night. St Johnston approaching Livy for David Martindale. Livy say no. So 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. We'll hear from Philippe Clement. He says Rangers injury. Situation's the biggest puzzle he's ever seen What do you make of it Rangers fans What is going on there How much does it concern you Do you think it could make things even more difficult Than they already are this season Celtic fans will hear from Paolo Bernardo Is he the one that's going to come in and replace Rio Hitati for you Or is it someone else Pick one um, That you think can be the main man between now And the end of the year Before Rio Hitati returns We've got that game tonight You've got Livingston, St Johnson, Tug of War, David Martindale Every team's playing over tonight and tomorrow night. So again, you St Mirren fans, it might be nice to hear from you since you're flying. Kilmarnock fans, good result at the weekend. Is the pressure on Aberdeen and Hearts as an example this midweek? Yeah, yeah I think I think uh, if you look at both clubs, um, Aberdeen not doing particularly well. Um, Hearts, the good performance, they can take a lot out of uh, the weekend's game at Ibrox against uh, Rangers on Sunday. But once again, it finishes in a defeat. They're at home tomorrow night to <laughs> David Martindale's Livingston. I think if Stephen Naismith doesn't pick up three points in that, I think he comes under severe pressure from the, the Hearts fans. Yeah, I think both. I watched the Aberdeen game the, other, uh, <clears throat> the European game the other night and, you know, really unlucky 
got themselves in front 2-0 and I even thought maybe taking a wee bit of heart from that performance into the game at the weekend but again how many times have teams been down at Rugby Park on that pitch well documented plastic pitch and struggle uh, by all accounts not a great game but certainly not a, a great result and they're, they're sitting down there I think on 9 points uh, so it's, it's, it's it's crucial times for Hearts and Aberdeen just now. They really need to start picking points up. Yeah, like we said, massive midweek. If you want to get your calls in on any of the games, you can 01419511025. Uh, Twitter at Clyde SSB You'll have heard on the news of course Just before we came on uh, Celtic suspending Green Brigade tickets as well um, It's been all over the news and the website uh, In the last couple of hours There's a lot going on out there In Scottish football So why not pick up that phone 01419511025 You two are in that limbo Because yes we'll look ahead to tomorrow mm. But I suppose everything is through the lens Of what happened at the weekend mm. as well And just how different it could have been If that wasn't the, the late Late show for Rangers, of course. We know Celtic dropped points, so it was, it was quite a weekend, wasn't it? It was. Um, it was a weekend that you look at, for instance, Celtic's performance. I think a lot of people went in with the uh, understanding of, you know, after the the, the game uh, at home in the, the Champions League, they were a bit leggy, they didn't perform, they weren't as sharp as what you'd normally expect from a Celtic side. Uh, well documented with the substitutions the final three that was on the pitch and we had it on the phones after the game, Gordon, talking about the recruitment, the, um, you know, the backup to Kyogo, for instance, that was a big talking point as well. And it was over to Rangers on the Sunday, a great opportunity to close that gap. And at one point you were thinking, well, Rangers got to shoot themselves in the foot. But the game, I keep saying it, it doesn't matter if it's the last minute, first minute, the game is now 90 plus um, with VR and everything that's added on and you've got to hand it to Rangers they went all the way they got the penalty kick and then they got the Danilo winner uh, which would do him no world harm at all because the lad was I thought was starting to look a bit sharp get a good girl against St Johnston get injured unfortunately but he's now back again first game in he's banged a goal so um, it was a very valuable three points for for Rangers and I hear the manager talking about fitness and stuff like that I don't, I don't think that there was a problem Sunday because it was 90 odd minutes they had to go to go and get the win so it shows you that they were still on the front foot they were still attacking they were still creating chances and they eventually got the final three points they needed Right, come on 01419511025 let's speak to John who's on the line how's it going John? Alright guys Gordon, Simon and Gordon How are you? Hey. Good, I'm good. I'm just, Simon, this is more to you as well. What, what do you think uh, about the decision by the Celtic board there to suspend the Green Brigade? I think it's shocking. Mm. Yeah, well, let me let me bring you up to speed on the news right. for anybody who's not you know not heard it and not entirely. Well, John has pretty much covered it to be fair, but for anyone who's has just joined us or hasn't heard the news, so Celtic have banned Green Brigade supporters groups from matches. Uh, the club citing serious issues with behaviour of fans. Um, at recent games um, so everybody knows it's that the kind of real seating section in the corner it's going to start with tomorrow's Premiership game against St Mirren there's clearly been different elements of tension it, you know frequently in, in recent years it flared up again recently with a request from Celtic for fans to you know not fly banners or flags relating to the conflict in the Middle East which supporters did I think it goes without saying I'm not sure Clyde won Super Scoreboard is the the platform to get into something as serious as the the actual 
nitty gritty of the conflict in the Middle East. I'm not sure Gordon DL has, has studied it up for us tonight, but um, there's a lot going on there. Um, talking about safety concerns as well. Talking about issues at uh, was it Fur Park unsafe behaviour, whatever that may be. Um, I think it was to do with allegations of rushing turnstiles, forcing open fire exits to let fans into the stadium. Um, talking about intimidating and threatening behaviour towards sort of staff and stewards, that sort of thing. So there's a whole lot going in there, John. Um, what's your own take on it before we get the guys? Well, as I say, Celtic were formed as we know as a charitable organisation. And what I, what I think is obviously we do with the Palestine flags, right? What, and feel sorry for the people of Palestine and the people of Israel, so we do. But when, the difference with me is what, what's the difference when Ukraine, everybody, felt sorry for the people of Ukraine and nobody had an issue when people uh, flew the Ukrainian flags. So I, I don't really get it, you know what I mean? I don't really get understanding. And as I said, I think it's uh, people, it's a, we love a democracy, right? Maybe sometimes they do overstep the mark, the Green Brigade, but I think, personally, I think the only Celtic fans that's out of order what have done to the Green Brigade. You should maybe sit down more and talk, try and talk to them about things. That would be the difficult... I think that would, I think that would be a, yeah. an ideal dare I say it, adult approach for them to, to talk it over I think regarding the flag issue I can't really comment on that I wasn't at the game the other week but it wasn't, it wasn't just the Green Brigade you know the, the Palestinian flag sure. uh, that was evident from footage throughout the stadium during the game videos and stuff uh, what I will say is the Green Brigade bring that atmosphere to, the, to Celtic Park it's evident when they've had problems in the past when they've decided uh, to actively not go into the game it's evident that they're not there you know that lack of noise the lack of atmosphere so I mean to answer your question John I hope they can both sit down and resolve the situation very quickly and get the guys back in at the games because there is no doubt they bring an atmosphere and you know the rest of the crowd feed off that uh, Yeah, I mean Gordon the, the club are citing safety concerns and, and issues at, at Fur Park, I think at Easter Road at the weekend, I think maybe some of the home games clearly there's a level of um, what would be the word? Cynicism there from from Celtic fans and observers saying ah, well, listen, we know it's about the, the flags and the banners and that's where it becomes a little bit difficult for us on the outside because you can you can certainly have those beliefs and you might not be a million miles off it um, I don't really know exactly what went on at Fur Park, I don't really know exactly um, what went on at Easter Road and as Simon and John have alluded to don't really know what level of, of conversation um, has gone on between between the parties up until this point Well what I can imagine uh, Gordon is it's a decision that's not been taken lightly by the Celtic board I think that the matter and we'll have both sides of this argument of course we will because Simon talks here about the what the, the Green Brigade bring to the the atmosphere of the stadium, what they bring to the probably the players as well, that 12th man that we can talk about. But the Celtic board have got a duty to look after their club and the reputation of their club. And if they feel that there's something wrong, then they've got to sit down and they've got to make big, hard decisions. I'm sure that's a very, very difficult because they'll know exactly how important this support is to them. Mm. They've not taken this lightly. But like Simon, I hope in the coming weeks or the coming days, whatever it may be, that you know people can sit around the table and say, look, we've got to look after the reputation of Celtic for both. It's, it's, it's full circle, it's both. It's the support and the club 
joining hand in hand to make sure that reputation is still intact. Mm. And I think the Celtic board and hopefully the supporters can get around the table and do that. So, John, when we're talking about citing reasons about you know unacceptable behaviour or, or safety concerns or that you're not you're not buying that stuff. No, not really. No, I, I, I don't want to get into the politics side about the Celtic board, but. There's certain people in the Celtic board now, to me, don't stand for what Celtic stand for when they were, were formed. So as I say, I don't want to get in, because I know this is not a political show, mate. But I, I just think it's out of order. So I do. As Simon says, they bring, a, they bring some atmosphere to the games. Unfortunately, I don't get to a lot of the games now, but when they do go, that's when right, my, I take my daughter and my sons. They love, that, that's what they know, like to see, you know what I mean, here in the Green Brigade. But as I say, I just hope they can sit down and sort something out, you know what I mean? But can I make another point, Gordon? Why not? I, I, I was just a bit, I got on last night, you know, my regular car and that, all uh, on about um, Kyogo sort of, always seems to have all the load up front. Do you, what do you think, Simon and Gordon, as a striker yourself, a bit, do you think Shanklin would be a good fit for Celtic and for a, a giant transfer window to take a bit of the load off Kyogo? I love it, it's October, mm. but let's get the January transfer window rumour mill spinning. I'm a fan, um, I've got to say. I'm a fan, I think the boy uh, has improved year after year. I remember him when he was banging the goals in at Air United uh, and he's built himself up. He worked very hard in his game and everything he's got there now he deserves because I think it's been down to a lot of hard work. He's also got <coughs> the responsibility at heart of being the captain as well, uh, which you don't usually see in a centre-forward. And um, Shanklin's obviously commands that much respect uh, around Tyne Castle in the dress room with other fellow players as well. Um, he's got an eye for goal. I think he's got everything in his locker. You just, But I still go back to, you know, I look at Celtic squad and I know that you can argue about the substitutions and Brendan Rodgers not really introduced oh too much. I think you've still got to give the lad a chance. I really do. And I think we just jump in too quickly. This is a young lad. I think he's 21. He's not played a lot of games. Um, he's come over for a different country. He's, he's trying to settle into Scottish football. Has he hit the ground at the heights that Celtic were looking for? Probably not. Um, but I don't think you can just write people off. Everybody wrote scales off, for instance. Mm. You know, they were... Don't look at him. If, if Scales had left in the summer, went to Aberdeen, nobody would have blinked an eyelid. Nobody would have bothered. But he's such an important part of the team. I think that Kyogo uh, does need someone up there, whether it's so or if he looks in the transfer market. And sometimes I think we overlook our talent in yeah. Scotland because I think Shanklin's as good as they come. There's been many players in our time that have came from different, you know, regarded smaller teams in, in Scotland to Celtic and Rangers. I think Shanklin's been linked with Rangers in recent times and I think some of the Rangers, well, he's not good enough. He's, he, he knows the league and I think mm. in a better team, these guys would get more chances. That goes without saying. Uh, I kind of agree a wee bit with, with you, Daz, because Jackamakis, you know, a, a lot of Celtic fans were upset when Jackamakis left. I don't think the guy was content to quite rightly sit on the bench and I think Ange was like, right, okay, if you're not happy, you can go. But he got his chance through default. You know, he got his chance through Kyogo being injured and it, 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 it took that brilliantly. Mm. You know, he, he did what Skills is doing just now. O has had limited chance, you know, he's having to feed off 15 minutes, 20 minutes. We've not seen the boy get a run. Is he going to get a run? We, we don't know because Kyogo is, you know, so prominent 
uh, on the, the front line for Celtic. However, from a Celtic point of view, you do need somebody, you, you need a backup. You need a backup mm. because if he was to get injured tomorrow, is all the guy, I'm not sure. The other guy that, and I apologise to Aberdeen fans, I really like the, the Mayofsky striker at I think Celtic and Rangers should be looking at guys like that as well. Yeah, sorry to fans of every other team, just going to hoover up all your good players um, <laughs> as, if it's not, as if it's not hard enough John already. started it with Shankland. Uh, thank you, John. Good time to call. We'll try our best to get you on next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Simon Donnelly are here at so 1025 It's Twitter. At Clyde SSB as well. How delighted are you two to be in here rather than having to answer your door oh. to <sighs> trick or treaters this evening? Nah, the door was never. Well, I was going to say, I'll rephrase that. I, have you ever answered your no. door ever? No. Like in your life? No. To, to anybody? No. Out with Halloween? No. No, forget that. We don't want to know that stuff, but. No. Never? No. Mine's just a difficult one. By the time you get to my house, you're knackered. You don't want sweets. You want to sit down. I you just can't imagine I mean? you though. Like you're one of them lights out. Pretend you're not in, aren't you? Yeah, basically. That's yeah, pathetic. yeah. Behind honestly, the, yeah. I, 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 I thought you were like f- friendly man about the community. You know, meeting and greeting. No, no, not really. God, I've never, never really been into this side of it. Simon was phoning me all last week. Please let me do Tuesday night. Please <laughs> let me. And I, I thought, why is it so? Why is it so? Like, I'm either, telling you something. He either like, loves Gordon DL, and then it dawned on me today he's trying to avoid the trick or treat. My, my kids are at an age they've, they've outgrown it. We've got young. Neighbours, right enough, so they'll probably be my door tonight. Si- listen to Simon's neighbours if they're listening. He mm-hmm. says, Charlie Dora. Nine Charlie o'clock, Dora. nine <laughs> o'clock tonight, he'll yeah. be back. Charlie Dora, missus is getting the lights out. <laughs> Don't fall for that one. You know how we've had, we have literally had it all on this show people phoning from the sunbed, from the labour ward, from yeah. various corners of the globe. I wonder if we could get that as a sort of theme of tonight where you're fo- someone's phoning as they're trick or treating. Somebody's phoning from behind the couch with the lights out listening to the show because that will be happening. That's a good challenge. I like that. I'm not the only one out there. I like it. Right, 01419511025. Let's bring in Ron who's on the line. How's it going, Ron? It's going fine. And I'm one of the ones that's sitting in my car outside the house with the radio off. (laughs) (laughs) Shameful, Ron. Get a bag of monkey nuts out there and go and meet the people. What else are you thinking tonight? What I'm thinking is what I told the, the boy I was talking to. Uh, there was a lad on earlier on tonight regarding the Celtic and the Green Brigade mm-hmm. and I think it's long overdue that they get put in their place and get told the board run the club not the Green Brigade they seem to think they can do what they want when they want and how much over the years have they cost the club in fines well I think a recent one was 23,000 odd pounds for pyrotechnics that they were told not to have I mean, they just, they seem like adolescent wee boys and they just don't behave themselves. And it's time they get put in their place. There's a waiting list for tickets for Celtic. I know how much they put into the club with benefits and foundations and all the rest. That doesn't justify what they're doing. It's always struck me as being a, certainly a complex relationship, Ron, and very much on, on the outside of it because... I'm kind of glad you mentioned that that stuff at the end because it, surely there are times when Celtic as a club or Celtic the board will will sort of lean into the good things that the Green Brigade does and obviously the, the kind of charitable outlook and food banks and you you mentioned that you know the, the Celtic Foundation uh, some of the kind of memorable stadium tifos and whatever that are probably made into t-shirts and p- pictures and whatever for 
for, for the club to sell. Um, so is it, are you very more about the the rough rather than the smooth? You think there's more negatives than positives to the full thing? I do. I think it's a case of just indiscipline. And they're forgetting, in fact, who runs the club. And it's not just a club, it's a business. And a business can't keep getting hit with five-figure fines. And if it continues, they may get told that they can't compete in certain, certain competitions. And that's not good enough. Mm. This is where I'm generally speaking Because I'm not an expert on the inner workings of, of the Green Brigade But this is where football clubs need to get it right Because when Ron says you know, it's, it's a business And obviously it is But football clubs aren't businesses like other businesses are they Because there is all that emotion There is all that history There is all that community aspect, charitable aspect You know, Everything all kind of rolled into one So um, whilst fine if there are Rules broken and the club feel that they need to try and nip that in the bud. You would you would understand that. There's surely also got to be an element of kind of being careful what you wish for, or mm. or at least making sure you deal with it in the in the right way. Bit, I get what Ron's saying. You have to you have to behave when you go into football stadiums. That goes without saying. Everybody wants to go and experience a good experience, and and the Green Brigade more often than not bring a, a good experience to mm. Celtic Park and wherever they go. But you obviously can't just do whatever you want. Uh, they have they have to try and resolve it. I'd imagine there will be spokesmen. I don't know any of the Green Brigade, but I'd imagine well, there'll be spokesmen from that side. Yeah, but I think that's the that's the point. That it's unlikely that they and they can, by the way, more than welcome. Yeah. Um, but it's not really the done thing in sort of ultras groups or whatever to phone not, up radio speak, stations. No, I don't no, think. No, not, not so much um, phone us up, but, but speak to. But you've got to, to, you've got to take itself. into consideration as well. Uh, listen, I'm all for atmosphere. I, I love atmosphere, and as the players. That's the first thing you spoke about, the atmosphere at certain grounds. And Celtic come into that. And that's a big part of the Green Brigade. Of course it is. But you've got a football club, the board, have yeah. got a, a, a football club that they've got to run, right? Not just for a Green Brigade, yeah. but for the rest of the fans. They're run already on. And mm. he's probably one of these fans with a lot of them thinking, hold on a minute, the club run, mm. the board run the football that's, club. That's and I can understand complex, that. Though, isn't it? I mean, you've got... John, the previous caller, had sort of the opposite view. And I think it's really, it is complex. There's a lot going on because I can't tell, I can't make people believe that this isn't about flying of Palestinian mm. flags because they will have made their own mind up on that and that's fine. The club are clear tonight though, or they're, they're putting out the message that, that this is not why this has come about um, and that this is for issues at pyrotechnics at a Feyenoord game, unsafe behaviour at Fir Park, um, Abuse of match day access before the Kilmarnock game at Celtic Park, um, unauthorised display at Atletico Madrid, um, which would maybe tick part of that box, and unsafe behaviour at Easter Road at the weekend, violent and intimidating behaviour towards Stewart. So again, you know, without having been there at any of that, I've, I'd like to try. I've got no idea mm. whether whether that's that's kind of justified. Whether this punishment fits the crime, because I just don't know exactly what the crime would be. Um, but it certainly sounds like quite a list. Um, and is that how do you see this getting resolved, Ron? Because I'm not sure your notion that you can just take the Green Brigade away and then other other fans will just fill the seats. Is that is that going to work? Well, it'll certainly it'll fill the coffers for the club. It'll lose an awful lot of the atmosphere because there's no denying they give an atmosphere, but they cannot dictate to the club 
and they're like spoiled wee boys, they need to be shown a lesson. Hmm. You've just you've just given a list of what they've been up to, which an awful lot of it could be deemed as criminal. And you're talking about a Palestinian flag. That fact they've had a Palestinian flag flying in the Green Brigade corner for as long as I can remember. Yeah, like I say, look, the club are, are the I mean, club the club are messaging that this is uh, this is not. We're talking not... about politics. Sorry, we're talking about football here. We're not talking mm. about politics. Just can't really separate them, though, Ron. Can you? I mean, everyone kind of wants to, or a lot of people want to, but especially a club like Celtic, there'll be loads of times where Celtic will will lean into stuff like that, won't there? It's 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 just gone over the days where people say, you know, that, that, that that's a separate thing. It's just not, is it? Well, I think it's about time some of them woke up and realised it is a separate thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, then we go down a whole different. I, I just don't. I don't think politics can be separated from anything. It's just, it's just sort of the point, isn't it? So you can't say, as an. I'm looking at you two here, and I can sense you're thinking, "Why are we having this conversation?" <laughs> um, but you know, you just whether it is the Green Brigade or Celtic or anyone else, you can't say. Oh, it's brilliant that my food, my club will raise money for food banks or stick up for this cause or stick up for that cause. Um, but then when it's something else or something that you either don't agree with or is something a bit more controversial, you say, ah, keep politics out of football. That's mm. the point I'm trying to make to Ron. You just can't have that both ways. That just doesn't work. No, it goes hand in hand, especially at Celtic. Of course it does, Gordon. There's two sides to this. You'll hear people from the Green Brigade talking about what they bring and obviously they do bring a lot. But I'm a great believer. If you go into someone's house, you've got to abide by the rules. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to behave in a certain way. Now, Celtic Football Club, and I think Celtic Football Club run their club very, very well. The board really do. I've got to say that. I've been every time I've walked inside Celtic Park. I just think they've they've got it right. Just the way it's the behaviour, everything it's done through through the corridors. Tough though, isn't it? Because I mean, you're not a paying customer, so you've no. got to try and make sure that you are in touch. With your fan base, and you're never going to be able to do it with them all. We need to try and get. But as Celtic close board as must know. They will know. You will ask any Celtic board. They will say the the same as everybody else connected with Celtic about how good the Green Brigade, what they bring on match days, the atmosphere, how they lift the players, how they're a massive part of it. But where where they've got to draw a line sometimes is, and you've read some of it out there. We listen. We we're not at the game, so I'm, I don't like to comment on that. But if the Celtic board feel that strongly, and they must feel that strongly, mm-hmm. then something has to be done. Uh, thank you to Ron on the line, 01419511025. If you've got any football points, like players that are good, players that are bad, transfers that might happen. I think Simon, Simon and Gordon will even take uh, VAR discussions at, at this point. Of course, it's a phone-in. It is up to you. Uh, it might just be a nice... A moment to talk about on-field activities but you decide 01419511025 if you give us a call now we'll try and get you on next win a quarter of a million pounds and in all the excitement I almost forgot to tell you about the big money on offer and it is big money indeed a quarter of a million pounds scarily good prize up for grabs see that Halloween 
scary to see what yeah, going with that one. Uh, we've teamed up with our stations across the UK to bring you this incredible prize. You'll be screaming the house down if you win it. Yes, all the puns are there. Uh, Jim Atkinson could be calling you, changing your life if you enter. Uh, and this weekend, you could be parting after winning a quarter of a million pounds. We guarantee to pay every penny to one winner. And if it's you, the cash will be in your bank straight after the call. Imagine that refresh. On the uh, the online banking text yes to six one zero two five text are two pounds plus your standard network rate online entry on the website two pounds or call zero three three zero eight eight zero four five two three and the calls are charged at a standard rate it's over 18s only but all the rules for this Bower Media Audio UK competition are on our website and the lines close at five pm on. Friday. There's no phrase or amount to remember. You don't need to pick up within five rings. Just answer your phone and the quarter of a million pounds is yours. Text yes to 61025. 01419511025. This is Scottish Football's League Leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Gordon DL both here, both waiting for you to get in touch on 01419511025. Let's bring in Brian. Who's in Peterhead How's it going Brian? Uh, not bad at all Not bad at all What are you thinking tonight? What have you got yeah, for I'm us? I'm about Brendan Rodgers And his plan To move on some French players Yeah I mean, To me it's a good idea And according to the papers There's players I would like to see Move on if we can mm-hmm. But the big 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 problem is How do you move on Contracted players? It's a very good question A very good question indeed um, If anyone's wondering What Brian is on about Brendan Rogers spoke about wanting quality rather than quantity. Um, he says more out than in, referring to January. Um, you know, there'll be players who have been there for six months and won't have played. It's no fault of them. The squad's bigger than I would want it to. Players want game time. Um, I think we've got enough development players. I love that. I've, all my work I've done all my life is work with these players, but you need ones that come in and make an immediate impact. Uh, talk about genuine quality. You mentioned squads being, you know, 25, so 22 plus your three goalies sort of thing. I think Celtic are about 10 more than that Mm, or um, thereabouts. So, Brian is in favour of that, but how do you do it? And that's that's a key point. That's that's down to the management at Celtic uh, to work that one out, how they can create space here. But I I agree that the squad's too big. You know, you, you talk about depth of squad, but when you're going up over 30, I mean, just the basics of organising training sessions and trying to please everybody, it becomes difficult. And listen, I'm not suggesting there is bad eggs there, but if, if, if there's people not playing, you know, sometimes little bits can creep into the environment there. So he wants to obviously reduce his squad. Uh, he probably wants to bring in some more quality that will threaten the guys who have got the jersey. I think that, just talking to uh, Daz in the, the break there, that the... the the team out with Hatati's injury, I think, is regarded as Celtic's strongest eleven at the moment. The one from the weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one that played the, the, the three games before. That uh, started though, because that's where a lot of people are sort of then yeah. debating, aren't they? So Hatati would would play in that midfield. That's their strongest team. Uh, you could maybe argue Abada, who's been a bit of a long term injury at the moment. You could maybe get into that eleven. But out with that, you know, players are. Coming in for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, nobody's really stamped their authority, other than the boy Scales. He's taken his chance when the, the centre-backs have been out. So I can understand them wanting to, to cut the squad, but as is it Brian on the, on the call suggested, it's more difficult at times, you know, if guys are sitting there on long-term mm. contracts. It really depends on the, the individual. 
Gordon, you know, as a manager, Brendan Rodgers will sit down. I think he'll be very honest with him. Tell him that the future isn't at Celtic Park. Now, there's deals that you can do, i.e. if you, if you can't un, uh, unload them, then you can get them out and loan, get part of their wages. That saves you a couple of quid as well. But ideally, you'd like to get them moved on. Uh, other players will look at other clubs and maybe do a deal with Celtic and a part of their contract and go and make the money up at another club, whoever may fancy them. Because as a professional footballer, and Simon will tell you, MD will tell you, Training Monday to Friday or whatever it may be, it's okay. The biggest highlight is playing a, yeah. a Saturday. And if you're sitting there and you know a manager like Brendan Rogers ain't going to pick you, you're not going to be involved, you have got to go and say, right, I don't want to end my career when I'm 35 and look back and think of all the football and first-team experience that I've missed. I think you've got to go and try and thrash out a deal, get yourself a club and go and get yourself a fresh start. Now, it doesn't mean to say because you leave Celtic, your career's finished. We've seen players leaving clubs at Celtic and, and Rangers or bigger clubs and going on to very, very good careers because they're getting the opportunity to play every week and it builds confidence and it makes them a better player. Sometimes you'll get a player that, look, I don't blame him because at the end of the day, he was given the contract. He might just sit there and decide to dig his heels in and say, no, I'm not going to get the money anywhere else. You know, cost of living is very high. I'm, I'm on a good wage here. I'm not prepared to drop down. I didn't, you know, the club gave me the contract. You've got to honour it. I'm here training every single day. You get players mm -hmm. like that. Every club's got them. Um, Brian, I mean, who in particular do you think has got no chance? Because, you well, know, the, the Liam Scales case is such an interesting one. You would yeah, have said well, him in the summer, wouldn't you? Well, um, I know the odd player does well, but look at, say, Kubiashi. Uh, Awata, uh, Yang, Kwon, Telio, Home. That's just current players that came in five minutes ago. McCarthy for years ago. God, blimey, the list goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, Awata is quite close to the, the Awata, first yeah, team, isn't he? Yeah, Awata's scored plus. <laughs> he scored a great goal <laughs> in Tencastle, yeah. and, you know, he came with a great reputation. I think he was player of the year in the, the, the J League the, the year that he signed for Celtic. Again, he's not had a lot of. He's not had a lot of game time. Is that down to the guys in front? I probably would say yes, you know, because, again, at the moment, it's hard to shift. If McGregor's fit, he plays. If O'Reilly is fit, he plays. And if Atati's fit, they play. It's hard to shift those three if they're all fit because I think they're the three best midfielders there. So it's, it is what it is. It's Celtic or big clubs like that. You have to fight your way in and, and really shine when you get in. Mm. But I, I don't think he's done himself any harm he's, he's still trying to fight to get himself in that Celtic team Brian then mentions Yang and Quan. I think obviously Yang I mean Yang started some big games mm, yeah. already not sure Brendan Rodgers would be ready to rip that up yet again he's 19 Quan, on the other hand Quan, yeah Quan was one that came in I watched him was it James Forrest testimonial I thought he, he found it really hard you know whether it was the pressure of playing at the stadium I, again a young lad that's just came in See, that's why I go back to Simon. I think that in this country, especially, and I do it myself, so I'm not going to blame anybody mm. else. You sit and you, you see a player for five minutes and, and, judge, and, and judge him right away. Yeah. Listen, that's the thing, right? Because that's that's totally true. But if you think of where Brendan Rodgers is coming from, if you've got that's his job. No, no. But if you've got a squad of over thirty, what are you Th meant to do? Thirty is too much, right? Well, I, what, do you know what I mean? We've, like, we've you're coached. right, but you can't you can't keep them all no. because. 
you don't want to judge them too quick because whilst the number is that size, you're going to need to judge them quick, basically. Yeah, yeah well, Brendan Rogers probably... He said, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but just the, the quote that really um, alludes to that bit, he says, there's going to be players that have been here six months and not played. Yeah. So they just, mm. they're just not going to get a chance. So what's the point in that? Yeah, I, I, and when... Uh, was it Brian? It's on the phone. It says, Kobe Hachi. I, f- I forgot about him. Well, yeah. exactly. You know, I completely forgot all about him. McCarthy's been there... And I think it's well known that he's... That one's almost beyond debating now, yeah. James McCarthy. Yeah, so... so and there'll probably be others that, that, that'll come off and, and, and you'll you'll look and think, oh, I forgot he was even in the building. So, Brendan Rodgers, 100%, and any good coach will tell you, 30 is far too it's many. Too much. Yeah, and what you end up doing is you end up putting good experienced guys or whatever it may be over to the, the, the under 20 and that upsets that yeah. pro- production line as well not saying they're bad but you just put them over well, that's there that's what you to, said through you the, need no to make room no fault yeah players have found them there's but just too many how, how would you give many, them all yeah. a chance yeah um, Brian who would you have well, who would you earmark as the main player to come and place Rio Hitati throughout this injury well I think it's, it looks like it's going to be Bernardo personally I would have picked Turnbull but that's up to Brendan, isn't it? Well, but you can tell us your, your take. I would, I would say Turnbull, personally. Um, it's going to be an interesting one, that. Whether, you know, can somebody, whether whether it's one of those two or someone else, can somebody nail it and become the regular? Or or, or is it going to be, is it going to take a while? You know, might Bernardo impress a bit and then actually not, you know, not able to nail it down and Turnbull gets a shot and Home gets a shot and Iwata gets a mm. shot and McGregor gets moved. Yeah. I think it it, 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 it it is exactly that. It's to, to somebody who really takes is it the bull by the horns. Well, Bernardo, I thought, did, I thought he did well against Atletico. I don't think Celtic at the, at the weekend, without saying that guy individually, I, I don't think they were at it right from the start. I just thought they weren't as fluent as they have been in games recently. Turnbull, he's done a job for Celtic. When he, he scored goals, he's come in. He's did well. I would maybe... I don't know. I would lead. I would maybe lean towards a water playing because he's defensive, and maybe do you push Callum McGregor further forward? I think. I think the big problem. I'm a Turnbull fan. I, I I think he's got a lot in the locker, lad. I really do. And he looked like when Brendan came in at first, he was going to take. Goals, he was yeah. scoring goal. He put him in that advanced position where O'Reilly's now playing. Yeah. If you look at O'Reilly scoring goals for fun, he's claimed that spot. Um, I like Turnbull I think he's got a lot but there's a lot of Celtic fans out there so it was still on the, the fence Bernardo's done okay since he came in he can build a case at Iwata for instance it's up I, for grabs yes yeah, definitely it's up for grabs is the difficulty and injuries happen in football we're going to get on to Rangers situation and ultimately you need to find someone but is the issue that with, when it's Rio Hitati that's out you're trying to find someone else another midfielder who can pr- can I do everything really is that not yeah. what separates Rio Hitati from maybe some other in it, terms of that that yeah, kind of burst the week and dribble yeah. elim- eliminate players I don't think there's anybody else at, at, at the club that, O'Reilly's having great form just now he's a wonderful player I don't think that there's there's things that Hitati can do that I don't think the other midfielders can do in my opinion when he's on his game Yeah, but that's hard to replace but it's an opportunity for these three sure. that's why I suggest Again, would Awata come in there and play in the deeper role? And we've seen Callum McGregor play further forward mm. before, but it's certainly a position that at the moment it's up for grabs. You've na- named three there. Uh, 
it's an opportunity for one of them to go and take 01419511025 is the number you need to call and in fact the number you need for this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the pundit time. I think Simon might have been the last pundit to lose last oh, week. Very I, I could be wrong. <laughs> Move over. Um, we will find out how he's faring tonight. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Call before seven, and you could play beat the pundit next. Tackle the headlines. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Gordon Dale are in the building and they're waiting for you to get in touch if you're just joining us the first hour uh, we had a good few callers on about the decision for Celtic to ban Green Brigade uh, tickets for forthcoming matches so you can get your thoughts in on that if you so wish if you want to move on talk about on-field matters you can do that as well a bit of debate about how and where and when Celtic can trim the squad as per Brendan Rodgers' wishes at Rangers fans, very strong stuff from Philippe Clement today, again on injuries, on fitness issues, on availability, and I wonder what your take on it all is. We'll hear from him soon, so why don't you give us a call right now while we play this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, it is Beat the Pundit time. Let's bring in Scott, who is in law. How's it going, Scott? How are you doing alright? I'm not bad How are you more importantly? Yeah I'm good mate Yeah I'm good Have you ever played Beat the Pundit before? No I've not No Okay who would you rather play? Uh, Simon because my mum uh, was quite rude to him this afternoon when we met him in the Superstore Oh yeah. you, you, Scott, yeah. Do you know what Scott, you know what Scott looks like? Yeah he was passing himself off as uh, Liam Skills <laughs> said you're Simon off you're Simon off the telly he said I actually play football I actually play I used to play football yeah that's right <laughs> is that what you're known as now Simon, no, the kids just a TV person I was off the telly he said off the telly I did used to play the game so I like that Did you have a conversation With Scott I did I did We were in the Celtic store My friend was over From Ireland Buying some strips And Scott came up And said hello With his wife uh, With his, wife, with his, his mum. mum And was she a bit cheeky No She just <laughs> said uh, You're signing off Celtic TV <laughs> And I said Yeah I used to play as well There we go oh, That was it That was it I got a photo my, here's, and... my, here's my career <laughs> Stats Do you want to see my Wikipedia but Exactly uh, right, heads it is Simon, tails it's Gordon DL, and it is, it's the reunion, it's heads, Simon, who lost last week by the way Scott, you going to take okay. advantage again? Right, okay. Good luck Scott. Oops. Man of you, you are very Scott. good. Uh, right, let's give Simon some greatest hits radio to listen to, and we'll get the clock ready Scott, 30 seconds, answer as many as you can, and pass if you don't know the answer, okay? Okay. Good man, your 30 seconds starts now Which Scottish League 1 side got their first League 1 of the season at the weekend? Uh, pass Who did Partick Thistle play in the Championship tonight? Um, what English team did Duncan Ferguson manage prior to arriving at Inverness? Everton uh, Lynx Park is the home of which SPFL team? Pass In what year did Hibs last win the Scottish Cup? Uh, 2018 Name any of the Belgian sides Philippe Clement has managed uh, Club Rouge Okay Simon Can you hear us? Yes I can Quite tough tonight nah, Oh I think you're tough He's, he's, yeah, he's very off I'll tell you If he doesn't get five He's very off I'll eat my Mask faces and 
Okay. You've got seconds. five here, no problem. 30 seconds on the clock, same set of questions. Go. Time starts now. Which Scottish League one side got their first one of the season at the weekend? Pass. Who did Partick Thistle play in the Championship tonight? Air United. Who did Duncan Ferguson manage prior to arriving at Inverness? Uh, Forest Green. Lynx Park is the home of which SPFL side? Montrose. In what year did Hibs win the la- their last Scottish Cup? 2016. Name any of the Belgian sides Philippe Clement has managed. Pass. Who's the Motherwell captain? Pass. Kelly. Name any unbeaten SPFL side from outside the top flight. Hamilton. Okay. How sick are you of the question about who's got the unbeaten run outside the top flight? See if I see Hamilton and Falkirk listed on this sheet one more time this season. No, no. The first one is incredible. Why? Because Edinburgh City's in this every single quiz night. Remarkable. Anyway, right. Let's see, Scott. How do you think it went? I was terrible. Oh, oh no. that's not good. Oh, no. it's not good. It's no. not good. Is that a bluff? Is that a bluff? No, the league. No, it's not. The league one side got their first win of the season. Edinburgh City. Partick Thistle do play air tonight, mm. so Simon gets that one. Easy. Duncan Ferguson went to Forest Green before Inverness. Simon again. Hold on, hold on. Where's is Scott? Uh, uh, is he playing? Uh, he's he's just it's a slow start. That's what we'll call it. Um, <laughs> His mum's got him in the collar. <clears throat> Lynx Park is the home of Montrose. Oh, oh yes, no. only Simon. Yes, oh, no. Hibs won the Scottish Cup in 2016. Oh, only Simon. No. Oh, you right. shake your head. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, I was nodding. <laughs> oh, this guy's having you got a zero last week as well. Ah. However, Scott, ah, yes, Scott boy, Philippe Clement, Bruges Ken. has saved you. Well done, oh, Gang. Um, so well done. Pull one back. It wasn't enough. And the unbeaten SPFL sides outside the top flight Hamilton, Falkirk, oh. Dundee, United. One, two, three, four, five, one. Five, one. For Simon Hardline. Five, one on Scott. Halloween. Well, how are you feeling, Simon? Scott, his name is. Scott, I'm calling you Simon. I'm trying to disguise <laughs> your real name. <coughs> Scott, it's a tough well, one to take that. You're a wee bit embarrassed, mate. No, no, that's brilliant. That's payback for um, mum being rude to him. Hey, no, yeah, yeah. Listen, your mum wasn't rude. Your We're all friends. Rude. Tell your mum we said hi. That was Scott from Law on 01419511025. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Happy with that? Well, that was a good. Yeah. I told you. Hey, what did I say to you? Exercise the ghosts of last week. It's would you say? Like, oh, I like, I like that. The Halloween Halloween yes. Yeah, I told yes. you you'd get five, mate. I was co- so confident in you. Scott won. Mm. His mall no boot him again. He's going to be selling to each other. Where you going, Celtic? Jackie was there. She was more excited to see Jackie. You used to that. Yeah, pretty much. Is, is, of is, is he the most popular out of the two? I see, I'm, so. I'm the most popular. So. We mean Wilson. Yeah, right. As former Celtic captain, yeah. isn't he? I would go with that, yeah. It's a problem. Ah, but a wee flying winger. I know, but it's just... It's the, it's Stop the, turning out. Yeah, it's he, the prestige he, that comes with the armband. Yeah, the captain. She, she, she definitely lit up when she, mm. she, she kind of spotted me, dismissed oh, me as a guy off the uh-huh. TV. And then, oh, there's Jackie Mac. Aye, so he's... <sighs> that is like when I'm you go with that. Mark Wilson. Oh, I'm, I'm the, I'm no, the top kid. No, it's the opposite. Are you kidding on? Excuse me. Are you kidding on? When we went to top, I knew you were a shoot. Only thing you can ever throw back. When we went to top golf, someone asked Mark for a picture and asked you to take it, and you were absolutely (laughs) devastated. Well, do you know what? Uh, I took the picture of the day. (laughs) By the way, I know what I told the guy, and and it's not for a family radio on Halloween. Let me tell you. Do you know what? I cannot Walked wait. Walked away and left him lying there. I cannot wait to get Mark Wilson's um, take on 
Because Simon's too nice to you I cannot wait to get Mark Wilson's take On that new gilet That you've brought in <laughs> And have hung up <laughs> In the studio He's brought that. his own Before I tell the story If we show that Do you think you Will we get the The guy that gave you it and bother Do we think Not at all right, Go and get it Because I'm, I'm just a, 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 What do you mean go and get it What do you want me to do Just it? pick it up and bring it over to me oh, What do you think what, it's important What is the it is a prop to demonstrate what the audience have long known that Gordon DL would indeed get a piece at anybody's door, as the phrase goes. Right? Yeah, so I recognise. So it's a very. Um, where's the camera? Right, this one isn't. Yeah, right, okay. So it's a very. Why have we gone off me? Right, there we go. You can see the gilet. It's, it's a lovely black North Face gilet, but it also has a badge <coughs> on Simon from a car manufacturer. Can you tell me which car manufacturer no, that is? That, no. You can't. No. Mercedes. No, it's a Toyota badge, Toyota. right? So I came into the office today. Where's, see, he, where's he produced this? I see him wearing a Toyota Gili, right? <laughs> you, you stole that face. Right. Some he, no, doesn't no, drag, he, he doesn't have a Toyota, right? So I said, Why are you wearing a Toyota Gili? And he says, It's not. It's North Face. I said, Yeah, but that's a Toyota badge, which he, he was unaware of. So he's been in a car showroom. The salesman was wearing this. No, the general manager was And he said, I like that. Can I have one of them? <laughs> and the guy's going to give by a car. Can it be a gilet? The boy, right? I've got to say, <clears throat> but you don't look like a car salesman. No, I do not. It's got a Toyota badge, know, literally but, right but, on the front. But, but people aren't going to recognise that and go, "Oh, they'll look at the North Face." Are you joking? Look it's an instantly recognisable symbol. That's a fair quid. I right. can believe it, and that's why I I'm astonished the guy gave you. The guy standing there, right, looking what great. What were you doing in the car? I was in doing a bit of business, right? Right, okay. And I, and he he was a bit chubby, right? And he and I thought he looks good in that. So I said to him, "I love you. Love your jewelry. I play a lot of golf. Um, any chance of getting one?" <laughs> and he says, "What about a car?" I says, "I'm not really interested in a car. I'm more interested in the jewelry, right?" Five minutes later, bang! There you go. Uh, that's nothing to be proud of, seriously. I thought it was great. Why, why are you wearing a... Oh, honestly, right, move on. <laughs> Wait, are you telling me mm. you wouldn't... That's, that's a couple of quid's worth. I, yeah, I know that, but right? I just, it's, it's the shame of going into a car garage and asking for a, a piece of uniform to wear. Would you get into Asda and ask for the green polo shirt? I tried once. stick it on? I tried once, but... It's probably I, not I, even I, green I, anymore, I, is it? No, it's I black, get through. Uh, you happy with that, mate? Listen, it's you're, you're walking out it's with a wee free face. I was, I was. It's cold today, to be fair. Exactly. I, 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 I was just passing. I walked in. I seen him. I seen him in the the car. I thought that looks nice. <laughs> Excuse me, mate. Anyway, right. Okay, move on. Um, <laughs> let's hear a bit from Philippe Clement, shall we? Because Rangers injury situation. We could just do a we could do a show on this every week. It feels Nico Raskin's the latest. Uh, here's what the manager had to say on that. That's the difficult thing for the moment. It's uh, it's it's quite a puzzle. Um, it's the biggest puzzle that I ever saw, to be honest, with all the injuries uh, and players falling out. Until now, we started with uh, a lot of players who are not available, some players falling out also last couple of weeks. I'm, I'm not a coach who's going to turn around in a problem. If there's a problem, it's my job to find solutions. And I'm focused on that. And sometimes the solutions can be also something that is better than you thought of. Sometimes also that you find a solution with a player that you didn't expect before and that he, he blossoms because he gets a chance that normally you would not get. So I'm focused totally on the, on the fit players. 
the frequency at which Philippe Clement speaks about this <laughs> and the depth he goes into, Gordon, has, has kind of it tells you that this is not that usual thing about manager comes into a new club and says, oh, I want to get them fitter. Mm. I mean, we've just heard that a million times. But he's big on that. He's big on the actual injury issues they've got. It sounds like he, whatever whole host of reasons, he's not liking what he's seeing. Like I said, whether that's actual fitness in terms of can they run more or whether it's injury prevention, injury rehabilitation, he... Um, He's not happy with what he's witnessed, clearly. No, I think I think his problem is he walked into an injury list. Uh, then he started seeing one or two, like Cantwell, coming back into the to the frame. Um, and unfortunately, he's starting to lose other ones now. Uh, it sounds to me like a guy that, when he gets his chance, he's got to try and readdress probably the structure of how Rangers train, um, whether that be time, whether it be different intensity. It just depends on how he sees it because he feels that it has it has highlighted the, the fitness. I'm not too sure if I'm going to be overboard with that one because I did say that at the weekend the Rangers went for 90 mm. plus minutes no, but, and eventually got the goal. <clears throat> yeah, but he, he, it's, it's the injuries, I think, that he's more concerned. How, how he'll they're be, picking sorry, up. But he'll be looking at it differently. Just because you score at the end doesn't mean that all your fitness concerns are, are, you know, you can score goals. One of them is a penalty. He was, talk, he was talking about uh, more robust and muscular yeah. stuff. Is that well? He know? must. He must look at the the sports science uh, department. Yeah. Then he must. The he must be sitting side. down with guys just now inside that club, and they must be fearing for that, their job. Yeah, if, that's what I thought. If, if that's what you're going to do, you've got to look at the past people that was in there. If you're not happy with that, you've not you you've looked at the the full structure of the club and thought, I don't think these players have trained to the capacity that I would have wanted them to train. Mm. Then you've got to sit down with the department and have it out with them. Yeah. You get any thoughts on that, Rangers fans? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Darren's on the line. How are you, Darren? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Not bad. What's on your mind as a Rangers fan tonight? Uh, after watching the the game at the weekend against Hearts, I just thought that the squad really needed that kind of big moment at the end of the game to just for the to hear the roar for the fans, and I think the fans also also needed that moment just as much to be honest to have that kind of belief that the squad can. I mean, after the first eight nine minutes, it was looking pretty bleak to be honest, but to kind of steal it at the death was a I can a big turnaround and hopefully it can be the the start of some uh, positivity in the coming weeks. Do you think it is that then, Darren? You think that was, you know, a, a sign of good things to come rather than a worrying performance that you managed to get away with in the end? Because obviously these things are always kind of interpreted yeah. both ways, depending on numerous things. Sometimes your personality, <clears throat> whether you're an optimist or not, comes into it. But you confident yeah. it's the the former? Uh, I'm pretty. Pretty confident. I didn't want to get too carried away. Obviously, there's still uh, a long way to go in terms of getting players back for injury, and obviously the new injuries that are popping up left and right is kind of a bit of concern as well. But uh, I've not heard a roar like that Ibrox since I think the, the run to the final of the Europa League game. To see the passion and the player celebrations and stuff as well kind of kind of filled me a bit a bit more optimistic for the future. But I mean for the Kind of eighty odd minutes leading up to that, I was kind of scrolling through my phone and had kind of lost interest and thought it's another missed opportunity to kind of close the gap. But like you say, it could be papering over the cracks. But I'm hoping that it's a 
it's a kind of change of fortunes mm-hmm. for the season going forward. What do you think, Gordon? Uh, I'm uh, I'm going down the, the the road of I think this manager's. I'll I'll take them to the January summer window, and then I think there'll be massive changes. Um, yeah, I thought that you know you've got to keep going. They certainly did that against Hearts at the weekend. Uh, is it Haring makes a a real rash decision? Gives that penalty kick away. And it, so was that the right decision for you? Incidentally, I don't know if I've got the energy for another argument on yeah, it like last yeah, night. But, um, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think it, I think it was. I can hear the arguments from the Hearts camp. Of course, I can. Uh, but I think it was a penalty. I thought it was a really silly, silly decision to make, especially when Rangers were huffing and puffing. But it gave them such a lift. But I think that looking at Rangers just now, he will certainly get a tune out of these players. But I think in his own mind, he'll be looking for a fresh and the full club mm. up once he gets the opportunity. No doubt in that for me. A lot of the players have just been signed, though. I wonder how easy it will be, Simon. What, just quickly, penalty for you. I know these things yeah, sometimes th- th- rumble on. I think you can probably accuse the Hearts player of a bit lazy defending. You know, it doesn't go in. It, it, and now, when you know eyes are on you. With VAR. Yeah. With VAR, they're going to pick that up. And as Gordon says, the Rangers kind of huffing and puffing and not looking as if they, they could find a way back in. It suddenly gave them the opportunity. And many times have we seen it before? Suddenly, there's nine minutes on the injury. Uh, on the on the, the board and everybody gets a lift and as Darren's alluding to there they'll, they'll, they'll have seen Celtic dropping points the day before all of a sudden the game's turned on its head and, and wins like that are almost more special than a kind of run of the mill mm. win if you know what I mean and that's where the reactions came from with the likes of Darren and the Rangers supporters because it's right at the depth at the death sorry they think or the, it looks as if Celtic are going to extend the lead with a draw the day before and all of a sudden they turned the, the result round on its head. Uh, Darren, what do you think of this injury scenario you've got, you know, Clement describing it as you know one of the biggest puzzles he's ever seen. He, he clearly, fe- he feels very strongly about all this stuff, clearly. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's, it's worrying as it is. I don't think, uh, like uh, the manager had said to sell, that it's not something that you can really change with, or not change, rather, Quickly. kind of fix with yeah. uh, three days coming up. Uh, three Every a game every three days, eh? So hopefully we we can get back to something. But we're asking out. I'd like to see maybe Sifuentes coming in if anyone can find him because I can't mind the last time I seen the boy. But uh, other than that, maybe Ross McCausland and Danilo to start tomorrow night would be kind of refreshing for the fans as well. To maybe even give Dessers and Lammers a bit of respite for the for the spotlight for a bit. It's a good point. We've mm. become conditioned into just instantly only almost talking about Dessers and Lammers when we talk about summer signings who've not performed well yet. Why is Jose Cifuentes you, you not getting well, because he's Dar- not there because he's in the sight yeah, of mine? Yeah, yeah, I think there is a wee bit there of that as well. for him as well, wasn't there? There was, that, you know, they, they were talking uh, and, and raving about the guy after his, his first performance or two. He's kind of just went right out the picture. I think... It's easier maybe to criticise Dessers and Lammers because they're offering themselves week in, week out. They're getting opportunity week in, week out. But yeah, as you say, out of sight, out of mind. That he he was one that was, was tipped heavily to be a success. I'm, I'm a bit surprised. I thought he'd have kicked on. I thought he was going to be one of those successes. Uh, early doors, 
the fans really took to him. I think everybody was looking forward to what he was really going to bring in that midfield when everybody was fit. But he's he's disappeared. Sometimes a new manager will come in and they'll assess players over the, the, the first couple of weeks and they'll start looking at the pecking order and he seems to have dropped down that. But I'm sure now with injuries and, you know, the Rangers manager talking about what's happening with the fitness side of it as well, there will be opportunities. Mm. So it's up to him to grab them and, and, and keep his cell in the Rangers manager's plans. He's fascinated by the the actual fitness bit as well as the injury prevention because you always see, we've said it, we've seen it before, managers will come in and say, yeah, they're not as fit as I would like them to be. Mm. That immediately feels like a dig at, at the previous mm. management team. But then they'll usually, they'll pick their words quite carefully and say, oh no, it's just, that's not necessarily what I mean. I think it's, more, just, I think it is but, more, I take it's more not directed at the medical side and like a, a slant on them I think maybe he just wants to do mm. things differently yeah but I think there was a question today asked about you know are the players what was the wording of it something like basically are they as fit as you would like them to be or are they conditioned to the, the level you would want them right. to be and he just went next question right, okay. I mean that's a yes but without going into a big <clears throat> right, okay. um, you know a, piece of criticism yeah, about the he'll, he'll regime, get, surely. Yeah, I think, I think he's uh, one of his um, going forward is going to be changing the training regime for me. I think he'll be changing it big time in there. But you've got to be careful. Um, was it Postacoglu that came in at first and there was a lot of hamstring injuries yeah. with Celtic and <clears throat> everybody started yeah, yeah. concerning yeah, right. their self with that. But Postacoglu believed in and look at the success he ended up with. Thank you, Darren. Matondo's on Twitter. He says, Sifuentes got injured during the international break when Clement came in. And Alan says he's got loads of Asda polo shirts if you prefer long or short sleeve. Um, I'll... I'll, I'll I'll go long sleeve. Nice one. Lanark Golf Course, first tee tomorrow morning. <laughs> As that on the back of his golf shirt. Right, we'll get these to a full time teaser next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Oh, Simon Donnelly and Gordon DL are here on 0141 951 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get your calls into us. It's that time of the night where we give you a full-time teaser question the full-time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions east kilbride slad wall panels available in seven colors now in stock at east kilbride at competitive prices right let's do something a bit different on the full-time teaser just because it's halloween right uh, i won't give you the question as such where you have to come up with the answers what you do have to do is can you name me a halloween 11 mm. right so whatever you want add your creative flair to this <laughs> some footballers <clears throat> with halloween pun names see if you can come up with an 11 i'll be even more impressed see if you can go like in a, a even a formation. sensible like formation with players in the right place but i i think i might be asking too much of you um but let's see if we can come up with some sort of halloween we never really do this on mm. this show mm. i go first we start <clears throat> the i think or? you should save your you've got a couple of crackers oh hold on I forgot them. Can I start with a goalkeeper? Yeah, let's start, start the back. We'll build. Right, okay. We'll go with Jonathan Gould. And you've played oh. with him as well. That is magnificent. <coughs> Jonathan Gould. Gould. Okay, right. What have we got? Um, at the back. Ah, just whatever. I don't really care. Just give me save, one. Save your... Save your... <laughs> save I don't know if it's boo. Save that one. Boo, boo, baldy. 
Okay, right, I'll take that. I'll accept that. You accept that? Are we going bo-boo or boo-bo? Does it matter? Boo-boo. Anyway, at all. Boo-boo-balbo. Okay. Not great, right. but I'll take it. I'll accept it. Okay. And I'm going to it's passable. I'm going to give you. Hold on a minute, you're stealing mine. No, that is mine. I get the surname, and then you. Yeah, right. Just give us it, Gavin Skelton. Skeleton. Okay, I like that, Gavin Skelton. Played with Gretna fame. Yeah. yeah, you're not bad at this, by the way. Yeah. Um, by the way, you can you can tweet us. Why don't why not tweet us <laughs> your suggestions? Because if you you know these two like I do, I don't think we're going to get an eleven here. No. <laughs> Just a hunch. So why not help them out on Twitter at Clyde S S. B, um, give us the one that you said earlier during the break that was absolutely terrible, rotten. Like no way, this is. Are you, are you is it that one? <laughs> right, I'll tell you what. I'll, just I quite like what this one, one did you? Get? I think it's so bad <laughs> because I didn't even know who you were talking about. Right, say the say the Halloween name and see if people can even guess who you're referring to. Stephen Graveyard. Stephen Graveyard. Graveyard. Who is that meant to be? Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> That is horrendous. <laughs> Absolutely no way are we giving you Stephen. What Graveyard. about my other one? <laughs> what about Dungeon Ferguson? Okay, yeah, yeah, give me that, that one. Yeah, don't mind that. That'll do. I mean, it's not great either, uh, but it'll do. Oh, Stevie Graveyard. Brilliant. Someone. Stevie said quick. Someone's tweeted in, um, and I'll give them a shout out in a minute once I remember who it was. Um, your pal, you were just talking about him earlier. I don't know if we can have this though. I think this is good. Jackie Magna Paranormal. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm not sure. That's a reach. That is a reach. Because it's not even. Mac, Mac, what? Jackie Mac Magna Paranormal. Paranormal. <laughs> no. Surely not. No. Can't be a Is that tenuous? No, we're not having that. Anyway, it's um, too, get beaten, it's beat too the difficult to say for a start. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Anyway, Even just a bit of fun towards the end of the show. <laughs> Steve, let's bring in Andrew, who has some thoughts, I believe, on St Johnston managerial search. Andrew, is that right? Ah, that's correct. What are you thinking? Um, well, first of all, the, the news earlier on about David Martindale. Um, I think that's actually refreshing to see a club like St Johnston going after that sort of calibre of manager rather than looking inwards, which we've seen a lot of the Scottish Premiership teams doing over the last few years. And to be honest, I think that the clubs promoting from within have generally got it wrong. It's been the cheap option. It's been guys who are not experienced for our top level. And I, my personal belief is that the, the Scottish Premiership is no place for a rookie. It needs to be experienced person. I think St Johnson certainly need that. And my thoughts was um, Dick Campbell or Ian McCall. We're certainly experienced, my mm. goodness, um, in Dick Campbell. I'm interested in Andrew's general point because it was very fashionable um, there. Stephen oh, Smith, what, what, Barry what? Robson, Stuart Kettlewell mm. working out at yeah. the moment, I think you would say. He had also been a manager before, though, so I don't know if that falls into that same kind of rookie promotion from within. Yeah. Um, I think Naismith and Robson... Jury's still out. Is that, is that would that be fair? Hundred um, percent. I think I think both just now would probably be under. What what my kids say? I, I said this about two or three weeks ago. I'm really concerned that the amount of sackings now in the Premier League uh, is just going up and up every year. So you don't think it was right to get rid of Stephen McLean? Um, 
I don't think it was right to appoint Stephen McLean. Well, that's different though, isn't it? Uh, and as in, I'm not being dis- disrespectful to Stephen Naismith or Barry Robson, I don't think they were the right appointments just now. I think you've got to build that up. I think Barry I think Robson's w- a hard one because his interim period was good and it was long as well. They, they gave it ages, you know, didn't dive in. Um, because St Johnson has been 12 years. I mentioned this well, last Ka- night. Well, Callum Davidson was... I mean... That's, that's what I'm saying. It's 12 yeah. years because when... Um, Steve Lomas, when they appointed Steve Lomas, yeah. Tommy Wright Tommy was on Lane. his staff yeah, right. and Callum Davidson was on his staff and yep. Stephen McLean was on <clears> his staff. So yep. it's surely the end of St Johnson appointing from within and is it a sign that, generally speaking, clubs will, will kind of stop doing that? I'm not sure they do it just because St Johnson have stopped, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Is, um, that, is, that I, fad, I to- is that fad passing? Do you know something? The, the position St Johnston are in, I, I totally agree with their, their search now. I think they need a... A, a guy that knows the leagues, I think uh, they need a bit of experience. I think they need somebody to get in and have a quick fix. They're in real, real trouble. Bottom of the league, they can hardly score a goal. They're losing goals for fun. They need a real leader in there that's going to turn things about, a personality, a bit of character. Someone's got to bring the club together for me. It's a massive job, St Johnson. It's got to be a very difficult mm. job. But you can do that, you can lift it. I don't think it's a job for a rookie. I really don't. Um, and it'll be interesting now David Martindale I keep saying there's nobody better personality for me in, in the Scottish I, I, everybody loves David Martindale of course we do the way he's went about his business but I don't know where it is right I could be wrong he's just suited to Livingston and I don't think he's going to go to St Johnston I think David Martindale will just be at Livingston as, as long as David Martindale can prove. I think he would even I think he would even want this no, I don't. I really don't. I think. I think you so. No, but for, for, forget that. Is it a mo- is St Johnston a more attractive proposition? Because everybody knows it's a unique situation where he, he runs all aspects of the club. He's mm. real autonomy there and builds the gym and does the DIY around the place, right? Yeah. But if you're the Livingston manager, mm. where they are with that squad, are you leaving that for St Johnston? No. I wouldn't. I think it's a. I think it's a more secure role for him just now. He's, he's mm-hmm. established himself at Livingston, and unless he messes up big still, you, you don't yeah. see him losing his job. Where he could go to St. Johnson and, and not turn it around, find themselves adrift and and be out a job before he could find the certainly championship next year. Yeah. Um, very quickly, Andrew. What do you think about that? The, the you know the specific approach for David Martindale, the fact that Livy have rejected rejected it. Um, I think it's strong on Livingston's part to reject it because it would be quite easy for them to accept any sort of financial rewards for taking what I think is a very good manager away. I'm a Rangers man. I wasn't against Martindale being looked at for the Rangers job. I'd really rate him. And you were talking about um, Naismith and Robson. I think the Edinburgh clubs in Aberdeen I think they've made a mistake by maybe not looking at them as well. I think those three clubs are some of Scotland's finest clubs. And I think they should be aiming to give the old firm a bloody nose now and again. But we're not seeing that with rookie managers. And we're not... like um, the, Hibs, the new head manager was Nick Montgomery. He obviously got beat 4-0 at Ibrox. But he quickly learned his lesson and turned it around against Celtic a week later. I don't believe that Naismith or Robson can do that. We've seen Robson with his mistakes at the PAOK game. I think that an experienced manager wouldn't have done that. He'd have better game management. 
you sort of see where I'm going along the lines of this? I think that... The only thing I will, in the defence of the, the, the manager like Barry and stuff like that, you've got to be in it to learn from it, right? And unfortunately, making those mistakes and they're highlighted about the substitutions and stuff like that and the, the, the European campaign. Uh, he goes to Kilmarnock, he admits it himself that I should have freshened things up, yeah. right? I should have <clears> freshened... So the the one thing I do like about Barry and Stephen Naismith's the same because he was not that far away from getting a terrific result. Ibrooks have got to say they will be learning in the situation and, as the weeks go on. Barry the same in the European game that uh, as Andrew's talking about. Mm. You know, two one up. And should have the penalty. Yeah, yeah. So this is fine lines, but where Aberdeen and Hearts see themselves as clubs. I don't think these guys will get the... T- the minute they get back, go through a bad run, it's going to get thrown up at them. Rookie managers, out their depth, mm. shouldn't be in the job. Of course it is, right? That's what happens. Um, I think Barry and Stephen Naismith are probably going to be very good managers. I just think they're in difficult situations just now. Uh, thank you to Andrew on the line. Um, if you two can't come up with this Halloween 11, the listeners have absolutely <coughs> nailed it. They nailed they've it, got you. They? I mean, right, let's hear some of them. Have they um, got a big dungeon? Even even Hugh Keevans is tweeting in. He's Hugh Keevans got one. Um, and William, I'm going to combine <laughs> combine Hughes me. and William Wilson's. So um, I mean, I can't take part. I'm not a footballer. William says Gordon dunking for apples. See that dunking? Mm. But Hugh yeah. went, Hugh went better, I think. Duke Oh, oh well Duke done Hugh Duke yeah, for apples yeah. right. Okay well done Hugh um, Gaz says Nikita Helovich um, yeah. mm-hmm. mm. Scotty Perfect. goes Willow Blood Willow Blood, Willow blood yeah Casper um, Schmeichel The ghost yeah Yeah uh-huh, You like, like it that, Yep um, Got that right off the heart there This is your game isn't it oh, Forget the question I'm not even listening to the rest of the show Do you know what's funny is Apparently someone's found an article on Google um, If you Google it And it's just all the ones that he's saying <laughs> no, Don't start that Don't start that um, Somebody came with Casper Schmeichel um, Matondo says Witchard Goff Witch, Yeah I like that right. like that. Willow like. Blood again um, Gaz Hunter Davy Weirwolf. <laughs> I can't get that. Why? Weirwolf. Charlie it's Adams. Better on your Stevie Gravy. Charlie Adams family. <laughs> of Adams family. Great. Yeah. Yeah, right. Adams family. Charlie yeah, Adams, Adams family. Yeah. Well, you need to decide which ones you're putting in your team. We'll we'll try and come up with an we'll eleven. Take, we'll take Davy Weirwolf. I think we've got a squad. We've got a squad of thirty-two now, and Jason is coming up next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Gordon DL are here they're trying to come up with their Halloween 11 we're just a bit of a, a change to the usual full time teaser format uh, tonight these two are all right at it the listeners are obviously excellent much better are you going to chew that drumstick lolly any louder into that mic? Oh, it's good that though, seriously <laughs> I had to tell a joke for that. I'm what an make irresponsible the best choice during the ad break of a, a live radio I'd show. Be a drumstick. What? Well, everybody in here, look, I need a wee hand. <laughs> uh, Ryan Clark Kent has gone for Ryan Jack O'Lantern. Nah. What do you mean? No. I think that's perfect. Okay, I like that. I think extra points for players you know who are playing here at the moment. Um, Stephen sent in Graham Scary. Graham Scary. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yep. Right, okay. He's your fullback. Right, what else you giving me? 
You, you get another cracker? No, I've got another actually. Are you seriously struggling after all those ones we gave you? Well, I think mm. we've got a team. You got you got an eleven. There's some absolutely terrible shouts coming in as well. Like I must what? Oust them, oust them. An anonymous caller said Pierre Van Hooydonk. <laughs> nah. Awful. <laughs> yeah, you just shut the door in their face, wouldn't you? Beat it. Uh, Colin Frankenstein. Colin Frankenstein? Mm. Colin no. Stein? Yeah. Frankenstein. Uh, ah, I like that. Oh, I, I you just didn't that. get that No I didn't Oh my word Johnny Paisley said that one in uh, Anyway let's, I like that right, I'll, yeah. leave, I'll leave you to it um, Jason yeah. is a St Mirren fan on the line I've been hoping we'd get a St Mirren fan Jason because You're absolutely flying aren't you? Uh, certainly I'm grieving Gordon, Gordon and Simon um, That was kind of the question I wanted to put to yourselves in the panel Is, is how high can St Mirren go? You know, What is the limit for us? You're right in saying that we're absolutely flying just now And I'm loving the roller coaster from, from last season getting top six and people laughing at us a couple of seasons ago when Tony Fitzpatrick said we were a top six side. I remember people were picking us for relegation at the time. So loving the roller coaster that we're on, not being naive enough to say it won't, it's going to last forever and forever more and St. Myrna will now be a powerhouse. But what is the limit for us St. Myrna? Are we looking at European football next season? Are we looking at Europa Conference League coming to Paisley? Are we looking at staying in that third place all season? You know, how far do you think it could go? Um, on recent forms and, and uh, form and results and looking see I would probably say definitely they'll be top six I don't I don't think there's any doubt but if you're going to aim high and you're looking what's below you I'm not seeing any team that's really exciting me mm. you know I look at Hearts <clears throat> I look at Aberdeen the big budget ones uh, look at Hibs um, and they're not I'm not looking at them thinking they're going to come with a great run and and, and you know, oust St Myrna out that third place. I think it'll be down to, you know, St Myrna will probably go with a, a smaller squad than most of these clubs. So it'll be down to a wee bit of luck keeping their key players fit. Um, the manager's doing a terrific job there, he certainly is, playing good football, scoring goals. I don't see why you're not aiming for that top mm. three, top four spot. Yeah, I agree with you. I, th I think I watched the game at the weekend and they were everything that, St Johnson aren't you know a, a hard working team confident uh, looking as if they're working for each other scoring goals four goals at the weekend and, and Stevie Robinson's really got them believing in themselves and they're sitting there you know wh why not why not aim high you know as Daz says I don't see anything else there yes you'll be looking at teams like Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen to try and find a bit of form and come back but St Myrna have showed that they can they hold their own they've, they've started this season brilliantly I think they've got is it 19 points something like that uh, so yeah why not you know build on the top six for last year and, and look at Europe and I was actually and I have to apologise to Jason because I was one that tipped them to get down oh last year oh my word sorry Jason uh, Jason how much of your thought process does come into assessing how good St Mirren have been but also as Gordon says you know are, are you fearing Hearts and Aberdeen at the moment and maybe even Hibs as well and then you know are you fearing them all and are they all likely to finish above you how confident are you you can at least hold off one or two of them I, I think if you ask me right now the closest that can maybe give us a bit of a, a game would be Hibs they proved that in the League Cup quarter final when Nick Montgomery came in um, it was a cracking game at Easter Road um, if I'm honest obviously I heard the previous call speaking about managerials there Hearts and Aberdeen for me I can't 
see it this season if I'm honest um, and, and that's no disrespect to Hearts Aberdeen and, and I just think at the, the places they're at where St Myrna are at just now I, I think it's um, two totally different parallels St Myrna are on the up Stephen Robson's got us playing great football you know we're three points behind Rangers with a game in hand I'm not saying we're going to split the old firm you know I'd love it if we did but I'm not going to be that, that daft um, we've got a tough game tomorrow night against Celtic but I'm looking forward to it I think it'll be a great game um, and as a Simon fan, you're going, why not? We've proved the last season or two that we can be a bit of a thorn on Celtic side. See, if we come away with a point or, or three points, I would be over the moon as to where we would currently be. But as opposed to looking over the shoulder, the only person I could really see just now would be, would be a Hibs. Dundee are flying, but I can't see that lasting um, at the moment. And maybe maybe Kilmarnock as well. But I think Simon are in a great place. and I just, I'm loving the rollercoaster coaster while we're on it because my fear will be Stephen Robertson gets side up for a bigger job because of the job he's doing with us. And when he leaves, where does that leave St Mung? Well, as you say, you, you feel Hibs are maybe one that could upset St Mirren. They are underway against Ross County. It's goalless in the very early stages. Some interesting team news. <clears throat> Potentially more interesting if it's not an injury, but he's on the bench, David Marshall. Mm. Out the team. I'm not surprised with that. Jojo Wallacott, first league start tonight. I guess maybe you find out in time. Does Marshall come back in at the weekend? Is it is it a one off? Is it the, the high frequency of the games? Um the you know, the short rest period in between, or is, is this the is this the dropping of the goalie? I think I think that's down to form. I've not been kicking got him in trouble at the weekend, yeah. but then he, he got himself out of it with yeah. smart stops. Yeah, yeah, but from the start of the, the season, <clears throat> watching Hibbs He's never looked the same. Now, David Marshall's been a terrific goalkeeper and there's no you know, reason why he can't come back to that sort of form. I think he's just dipped in form, Gordon. And I think the new manager, obviously looking at it, has decided to give, especially at home tonight against Ross County, given someone a new opportunity to go and say, right, OK, you've waited your chance, you've worked hard in training, I've been impressed with what I've seen. Go and grasp that opportunity. And... Um, I think if the lad goes out and has a good game tonight, I think he'll be in nets at the weekend. In nets? Mm. In nets, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Not sure how I feel about that phrase, quite frankly. But anyway, um, thanks to Jason. Keep in touch, Jason. We'll see how long this roller coaster lasts. Cheers, certainly. Well done, boys. Thanks man. That was Jason and Anstruther, lovely part of the world. Still goalless Hibs Ross County. Not the only big game uh, tonight, far from it. We touched on the championship action during Beat the Pundit. Scotland's women up against Netherlands. At Hamden as well It's the second part of that double header They lost 4-0 over Nijmegen on Friday They already lost to England And drew with Belgium in this group So really need a win uh, to get things going Pedro Martinez-Losa has made some Interesting changes as well Sandy McKeever given a debut in goal Only just called up She's actually been capped by England before um, Once and is now a Scotland cap as well So interesting to see that change Um in goal and it's still goalless in that one I think early on as well terrible terrible injuries for Scotland women's national team many of the big hitters out a few with ACL injuries um, Aaron Cuthbert boosting things by coming back into the team this evening so we'll see we'll keep an eye on that one um, you are getting a shout out for your team Gordon D. Hill mm. yeah don't get that, that. No. <laughs> you don't get it there's not a lot to get Gordon D. Hill. Hell. Oh, oh, hell. Oh, no, I quite like that from Andy C on Twitter. Or uh, Goblin DL. 
I think we better move on very quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Let's move on. I'm sticking that in. Are you? Goblin DL. I'm worried. This could be the last ever played on Super Scoreboard. Um, Ryan Clark Kent's back on. Remember Matt Polster played with Rangers? Matt Polstergeist. Like it. I'll give him that. Put him in it right back. Quite like that. You got any more for me? I think we've got a squad of 47 now. I know. We've got more squad there than Celtic. (laughs) Any that you really like? What's your favourite? Um, Stevie Graveyard. Ah, it's got to be. That was so bad. <laughs> That's so bad, right? I didn't know if you. I thought. I didn't know what player he was I talking about. No, you did. You I, did right away. Honestly, I thought. I thought Stevie was, Gray or something. No, I thought it was Stephen Cragen. <laughs> That's okay. how bad it was. <laughs> oh dear. Right, go give me your team. Full team. Go for it. God. Johnny Gould. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want Casper. Nah, Gould's no, better. Okay, Gould's okay. better. Uh, Graham Scary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boo Boo Baldy mm-hmm. I'm happy with that <laughs> Gav Skeleton Right You're trying to make this right, you, you go No I can't big, see big it Big Dungeon Ferguson Oh Dungeon right. Aye Get the Goblin uh, Colin Frankenstein <laughs> And Goblin DL up top <laughs> <laughs> And in the 10 row I'm going to stick Stevie Graveyard No oh, he's, he's not Yes What about Duke Duke's the best Duke's in there He's on the pine He's on Joe's just sent Jonathan Gould Come on Joe Anyway there we go thanks to the guys back tomorrow what a night it's going to be uh, because we've got nearly a full fixture card in the Scottish Premiership really looking forward to that it is Marvin Bartley and Charlie Mulgrew in the studio as well so look forward to seeing what those guys have on their minds and you can join in from six on the phones on Twitter or just listen quietly at home Uh, Charlie Mulgrew Says the producer I'm not sure at all Uh, Those Halloween puns You'll be delighted to know Will be in the bin Won't be repeated tomorrow But you can join us from six And in the meantime You'd be as well Just staying right there Because Callum Gallagher Is up next Uh.